everybody, welcome to the NC Real Estate Podcast. We're so glad that you're back with us. Thank you for coming and joining us. This week, we are chatting some really exciting things, and I'm here with Lorenza. Hello, everybody. Good day. <laughs> and we have been receiving some great questions from you throughout the week, which we're really, really pleased that you've got in contact with us. And also, I want to say a massive thank you because our Facebook group, Property Investment Mastery, has been growing out of control. And I love it. Like, I love the fact that you guys are all coming over and joining us. We enjoy chatting with you. We enjoy having you over there. And trust us, it's like the best place for us to get to know you. So if you feel like you want to come and have a conversation with us, then head on over to www.ncrealestate.co.uk where you can click on the Facebook link and it will send you right over to our Facebook group, Property Investment Mastery. Also, if you're on our website and you see the live chat pop up, it is us. It's Lorenza and I. We are over there. So do say hi if you're logged on and there's live chat because it means that we are there to talk to you as well. So it's not someone else that we employ in. It seriously is the NC Real Estate team. It is just us. Like, honestly, we do everything ourselves. We are here for you. We don't outsource to other people. So whatever you get is us. We are your surveyors. We are your firm of surveyors and we're here for you. So we make sure that it's always us that you talk to. So I just want to make that clear. If you're heading over to the website and you do see the live chat pop up, it is us. So do say hello. Even if it's just to be like, hi guys, I'm here. I'm looking at your website and we'll quite happily have a conversation back with you. You don't need to feel obligated to stick around and talk to us for that long, but it's lovely to hear from you either way. So do come on over and get in contact with us join the conversation because we are always open for a chat and we love it right awesome um so i think today is all about the serviced office space and um i really think there's nothing quite like taking active steps to visibly see one's business grow Mm-hmm. Um, and taking on this, you know, the separate office or working space is ex- incredibly exciting. So congratulations on your new venture or yeah. <laughs> into real estate's new venture and having an awesome space to to connect with people and um, and really see things grow. Um, Thank you. So, <laughs> There's actually already been a few requests from people who are interested in coming to visit your new office, which is very exciting oh, as well. I'm so excited. So, uh, so please could you yeah post some updates on your property investment mastery group when the office will be ready to visit i will do yes at the moment it's a bit chaotic though because we're redecorating so um when i've been having calls with my clients i've been sat in the middle of kind of the debris of the office because i make sure that i get on those calls no matter what but when we were doing it yesterday, I was properly paint splattered from head to toe. So <laughs> I like, sat in the middle of my office where we'd been redecorating all afternoon. But it's really exciting. It is really exciting. And I can't wait for everybody to come over and have a look. So if anybody is in the Putney, London area, then do get in contact with me because that is where we are based. So come on through and have a chat. Okay, awesome. Um, All right, so one of the first uh, questions that came up was quite a personal one, and it was about managing time, work time and personal time. So the question was, aside from the exhilarating feeling of knowing your business that you have worked so hard on creating is reaching new heights with this new office space, there also benefits to your lifestyle in general, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, As any entrepreneur will know, times of work and personal time can become really blurred, and this can sometimes negatively impact your personal life. 
So the question is, how have you managed to balance work and personal time when, uh, while you were still working at home? And how can you see that balance changing in the new space? Okay, I'm going to be honest with you and say that at home, when I was working at home, kind of work and life merged with one another. But it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. I was just doing everything all at once. So I was at home and whilst I was working, I'd still be playing with the dog and doing the washing and doing, you know, all the normal things that you needed to do as well as um, doing my work. But it would mean that I didn't actually dedicate time specifically for doing work and specifically for being at home. And to a certain extent, that's great because I have all the freedom in the world. But to another extent, I kind of felt like NC Real Estate needed a home. And I, I must admit, it wasn't me that gave me the idea of getting an office. I went to see one of my um, really good business friends over in the city and she was like, come and see my office. You need to get one for yourself. And I was not convinced, but I went over and she showed me around her office and the amazing thing she had and the shared office space. And I was like, well, why does this work for you? And she said to me, well, my business has a home here. And then when I leave the office, I can go home and really just chill out on my own. I don't feel like I have to be working. I don't have to feel like I have to be at my laptop and it gives it some sort of separation. And it kind of got it into my head that actually, oh, that could be really nice for me. And it's not the idea of setting up an office which puts me off. Like, I'm a commercial surveyor. I do office leases, negotiation in my sleep if I wanted to. Like, that's not the issue that put me off. It was more the, I think for me, what was stopping me was the hassle of moving. I don't know why. It just felt like such a big upheaval. If anybody knows me, they will know very well that I don't particularly like moving. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's just, not fun. it's not fun. Lorenz has just done it, everybody. And like, I've been seeing what Lorenz has gone through and it's just literally like, uh, okay, I didn't want to do it. But this idea of separating is home from work and really having that balance has given me something, something a bit more of a better dynamic in my, in my life, I think. And, for all of my clients that will be listening to this will know that I'm on WhatsApp whenever they need me. I'm at the end of the phone whenever they need me. You know, I am there for them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to be sat at my desk the whole time. It doesn't mean that I need to be sat at my desk in the evenings either. And so this new office space has really given me that definition between when I'm at work and when I'm at home. And I really actually am very excited for it all to look finished and polished. And also it gives NC Real Estate a home. If you go down there, it's gonna be all branded. That's where NC Real Estate lives. And that's a really exciting thing because I think everywhere needs something like awesome and awesome space for it to thrive and flourish and you know, somewhere where you can create really well. And my home is my personal space and it's not really, as appropriate for people to, for people to come over and sit and chat with us at home just because you know that's where I go for a relax <laughs> so yes. oh, it's like opening up an office space has really added this new dynamic which actually until a couple of weeks ago I hadn't even really thought about or been prepared to enter into but seeing other people having huge success with it and then them saying to me you should come and do it yourself like honestly and it's not even that costly that was the other thing I was really surprised by that um, it, it's really kind of added a new, a fresh perspective to my day. And it means that when I go home and I want to take the dog out for a walk, then I'm on my own time. I'm not on office time and not feeling like I have to rush back to my computer, which is awesome. Yeah, so I think it's more mind space in a, in a yeah. certain way. 
Um, and, and I mean, I remember one of the last, uh, you know, previous blogs that you'd uh, written about, um, you know, it was really just, you know, that creative space that you need yes. away from, you know, schedules and routines kind of thing um, that you actually can daydream, you know, and, yes. and have that. And it's almost like that little walk with summer away from the office, uh, you know, during your personal time almost allows you that. Yes. Um, that, yeah. And it's important. Um, yes. All right. So, okay. So you've opted for this uh, serviced office space. Um, yeah. Would you say, is there another question that came up was, is there a general checklist of items that you can expect to be included in the service office space? Um, and what items would you consider an added bonus that were included in the contract? Um, so with service office space as opposed to regular office space, I would expect service office space to come with Wi-Fi, all service charges included, all business rates included, cleaning included, but probably not for your office. If you've got your own private office space, you probably have to sort that out yourself. But it will, it's common parts with a shared kitchen, shared toilets, shared kind of seating areas. And it's just serviced office is a one-off cost that provides all-inclusive services whereas if you were just to take a normal lease on an office you would be expected to pay everything else on top so that includes service charge business rates and um, any mm. additional fees for putting additional services in you'll probably be paying for your own electricity your own water your own gas so that's really the difference between service office space and regular office space and then service office space normally gives you that more flexibility because it's simple for you to kind of move in and move out. Really, all you need to do is move down there with um, your your computer. Really, I mean, you you should you can take your office stuff with you, but some some workspaces now provide chairs and desks and what have you. And Bookshelf. yeah, exactly, they furnish it for you. So it's basically an all inclusive kind of service. It's like. So you buy to let landlords, if you ever heard of turnkey investments, where you basically, you do a property up to the stage where when it, when it sells and it completes, the person who's buying it can literally just bring their suitcase with them, open the door and they can start living in there because you've already furnished it for them and what have you. It's very similar to that, apart from you're literally just taking a lease on the, on the property for a short period of time and giving yourself that added flexibility. Yes, yes. Um... All right. And obviously, you know, with taking a, a long term lease that, you know, is in a more kind of traditional office, obviously, you know, with the electricity costs and, you know, there's a lot more that you need to organize and potentially a lot more money that you need to put in yeah. um, initially. Um, so, you know, in your video, you did uh, mention several reasons why it, it would be better for a younger company to start off with a service office space mm -hmm. um, instead of opting for a long term lease on a property. Could you give us some kind of estimate of what an initial month co um, month would cost you in either case? Um, it really depends on the area. It really depends on the area. Um, but surface office space is usually anywhere between 500 to 1800 a month for two to three desks is what I've seen in London. So that is London prices. Probably if you're out in the sticks of the UK, you could get it a lot cheaper. I'm sure of it. But for London, that's how much I've seen it. And then that depends on the quality as well and what you get included. Um, my friend's office space, she pays 
about a thousand pounds a month for it, but included within her cost, she gets meeting room hire, 12, uh, 12 meeting room hire a year. And with the meeting room hire, they put on a lunch for all of her delegates that come to the meeting as well. So yeah, so it's a bit more fancy and they get like free beer and coffee. And so I don't have as fancy office space as that because I wanted a little, little bit more privacy where we could do that in our own space. But that means that I pay a lot less than that as well. Um, so it really depends on the services that you're being offered and the size of the office space, where the office space is located. Obviously, if you're central, really central London, it's going to be a lot more expensive. If you're a bit further out, it's not as expensive. Um, and I guess it depends on the town and town as well, because similar with long term office space, I guess the difference is long term office space. You would be given a rent on a pound per square foot basis, um, which is how as surveyors we would calculate the rent on a office space for a long lease um, and the the difference is again the rent per square foot would depend on the area as well so it, so it really is dependent on a lot of things but I think the main point is that there are a lot more costs involved in in a long-term lease for somebody who's starting up you know, starting up a business or that it's been running for a couple of years and they they aren't you know 50 employees um, yeah and, um, and the good news is, exactly, as, as you're a small business and you're expanding and you're looking to like grow it, starting off in service office space gives you that flexibility because I'm also very well aware that as we grow the team, we are going to need a bigger home. Like, we will do at some point. So this flexibility gives us like so many options to move on as soon as we're ready to do that. Whereas if you're taking a long-term lease, then obviously... It's for more established companies who know exactly what they're doing and they can they can afford to say, well, actually, we are going to be here for the next 5, 10, 15 years, however long they want to be there. And then they make the investment and the commitment to be there. So it's I'm at it a very, yeah, very different stage. Um, but there's pros and cons to each. But at the moment, because it's only been a small investment for me, then actually it works really well for me to have the short term office space. Yes. Um, I also, just as, a, as an extra point, I really like this shared office space um, idea. Um, you know, while kind of just researching at, uh, for a couple of places in, in, in London, I was overwhelmed by, you know, the flexibility um, and just the range of, of places that you, can, that you can actually rent. Yep. Um, flexibility being the key word, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, even, sorry to interrupt, but I mean, even 10 years ago, who would have thought that this would be such a popular trend? Yeah, exactly. Like, this is huge. It's a new thing that started popping up and more and more people like it. And also because of the creativity that flows from that space. I mean, you can, even in some of these office spaces, you can hire a hot desk. So you just pay like a monthly fee of a hundred, two hundred pounds. And you can go in there and sit on any one of their hot desking seats and then, you're still entitled to all the meeting rooms and everything that you you get from that space, but you can go and choose who you're sitting next to for the day. And that makes it exciting if you're working on your own and actually mm -hmm. you like to chat to other people and you like to be in that creative space where ideas are flowing and people are kind of chucking things around. And it's quite exciting to be in a place yes. with like-minded people. And 
I mean, everywhere that I read and everybody that I talk to, the one thing that helps you the most being an entrepreneur or being a business owner is talking to other people in similar positions because it's where you get your ideas from. And they're as determined as you. And it, it kind of fills you with that positivity and that positive vibe. And I think that's awesome. So even if, even if you're working on your own, I think paying for a, a hot desk space is just ideal. Yes. And I mean... Um... You know, as you said, the the social aspect and the networking aspect is really great. I mean, you never know who you're going to meet potentially in one of these offices. Join forces and take over the world. Um, exactly. <laughs> so that's really positive. Positive, and of course, um, you can you know potentially create your own biscuit funds. Yeah. Um, for for the month, which is always a plus. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and also can I just say something as well for all of you guys who are listening to this podcast and you're like oh she's talking about shared office space like it's nothing to do with buy to let well let's have a little bit of a conversation about that very quickly because if you are if you, a lot of people at the moment are doing residential to com commercial to residential conversion and it's a huge thing out there but again if you're thinking about diversifying and you're thinking about how can I actually give back to the co community, you know, without taking away the commercial space, why do you not think about using your commercial space that you're buying for a shared office space? Because you can get those monthly rents, you can split it up however you'd like it to be, you can make it the nicest, most creative place and if you want to have coffee shops in there rent it out to a coffee shop provider, you don't need to do it all yourself but it's also another really good way of being very creative with your buy-to-let investments. So I just want to put it out there that is another option for all you guys because it's huge at the moment. It's on the rise. There's loads of entrepreneurs out there who are looking for space. And if you can provide something that's really, really creative, then actually go for it. You don't have to be doing commercial to resi. And if you need me to help with that, then also I'm, I can help with that because being commercial surveyor, I've got that background. But I think it's another idea that you need to be adding to your kind of collection of what you're investing in. If you can mix up commercial as well, fabulous. And if you're mm -hmm. helping start up businesses, even better. Okay, great. Thanks for putting <laughs> that in there. Um, all right, one of, the, one of the final questions I've got today is um, just how did you find the actual process of negotiating uh, your individual needs with the landlord of the service office space you have now? Um, you know, as we've kind of discussed, um, people today are looking for things that suit them individually. In, they have individual budgets, individual working hours, days off, specific requirements, um, really looking for that flexibility. So how, how was the, how easy or, um, you know, how, how was the process of negotiating with, with the landlord I think you for just this office? I think you just have to be open with them. Tell them what they tell them what you want. Um, mm -hmm. If everybody, everybody should know that Lorenza did the actual searching. So <laughs> office space is actually down to Lorenza because I, I like uh, Lorenza has been super helpful with this as well. So between the pair of us, we decided what we needed from the office space, and mm -hmm. we have gone out there and found it and kind of spoken to landlords about it and. Between us, we just explained what we needed from it, even down to the fact that, you know, occasionally we want to have puppy in there. And, you know, and 
that even that requires having that documented. So it's just about knowing exactly what you're going, what you want from your office space, and telling the landlord. And look, if you haven't got the funds to pay for something, you haven't got the funds to pay for it, so move on. But there's always going to be a space out there that suits you. You've just got to find the perfect space for them. For you and if you want to use the office two days a week tell them you want two days a week worth of office space if you need four people to be in there tell them you want four people to be in there just be honest and give them the budget as well because that's very important I think mm -hmm. okay so openness honesty and really just um, expressing expressing your, your needs don't be afraid to say oh hi you know I've actually got a dog and the dog needs to come in to the office you know uh, because you know, that's, I think, yeah, as you said, there really is a perfect place for every person. It is out there. Um, it's just about finding it. So Exactly. So exactly. But you have to know your own business as well to know what you want. You can't just go out there and be looking for everything. You need to know what you want for your business. So make sure you're planning first. Yes. Okay. All right. Then the I think one of the, the last um, questions today um, was that, one of the, big, the strongest recommendations you made in the video was take photos of the space before you move in. Yes. Um, and not only, you know, it's also kind of to protect yourself because as, as I know with your office space, you're, you're painting it, you're going to be actually, you know, dolling it up a bit. Yeah. Um, and, and that could be in your benefit when it comes to, to the deposit at the end of the day, at the end of the contract. Yes, but as, as with any office space, you're obligated to put it back in the condition that you found it in when you first took the office space. So for example, in our office space, there was like orange wall hangings all over the walls and I had to get special permission to take that down. And they also had to put it in writing to me that they didn't require that reinstated. So please, if you're taking office space, make sure you understand before you do anything in there, what they're expecting of you when you take it back, when you give it back to them. Now, the office space that I have like needed a little bit of a tart up, so that's fine. We're doing that at the moment, and actually they've said to me and they've put it in writing that we're not gonna. Obviously, they don't want us to like make it any worse than what we're doing with the new stuff. So they've just <laughs> said to us like, if we nicely decorate it when we come to move out, we can just leave it in the nicely redecorated way that we're 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 creating it at the moment. But please, yes. please, you anything that you do with your office spaces, if you're redecorating, if you're changing carpets, even down to the fact you're putting new blinds and curtains up, please get that agreed with your landlord just because they could make you reinstate it at the end. And if you have thrown all their blinds and what have you away, like, and you may think, oh, it's just rubbish. Like, I don't want that. Like, what? who would want that? They might have some sort mm. of special attachment to it and they might be pernickety enough to force you to reinstate in which case you're gonna to have to go out and try and find blinds on a like-for-like -like basis so just make sure you've got it all in writing please so that you don't get to mm -hmm. serving your notice and they suddenly slap down a bill for dilapidations which dilapidations is the repairing at the end of um, at the end of a, when you move out of a lease it's your responsibility to go in there and repair and redecorate so you just don't want that huge bill so make sure that you get everything in writing document what it looked like when you moved in put it at the end of the lease agreement or the license agreement whatever you have in place and make sure it's there and everything's in writing okay so hot tip of the day read the contract thoroughly yes. <laughs> and make sure those yeah that um that it, it is all done in writing yeah exactly all right. Are there any other recommendations you can send out to our listeners before we close off today? I think um, just be very aware of what your business needs. If you're planning on going into an office space, 
know what you want, know what would work for your business. Don't oversubscribe yourself either because obviously you're going to have to be paying this rent for the next couple of months or however many months you're staying in there. And make sure that, yes, you do agree everything in writing down to the very little last detail. And it might even be wise if you are going to be like properly changing the colour schemes and whatever you ha have to do in there to get a schedule of work signed off by the landlord. So just simply write down a list of exactly what you're doing in there and get the landlord to sign to say that it's fine and that you don't need to reinstate it at the end. And if you can do that, then you are golden. It's really part of um, the landlord and tenant relationship and all of the kind of strategy around taking on an office lease. And I think as long as you are confident that what you're doing, they're not gonna come back at you on and say, actually, did we even say that you could do that? You don't ever wanna get into that debate. Make sure everything's in writing. Even if they say it verbally, you need to be getting it confirmed in email, like documented with the lease. You need to be making sure that it's written down somewhere because verbal doesn't cut it anymore, unfortunately. And um, so make sure that you've got everything agreed correctly. But I think that's my main tip. And look, if you're excited about your property business or whatever business you're setting up and you just can't wait to get into your office, I really do wish you all the best of luck because it's a really, really exciting time. It means that you're expanding. It means that business is going really well. And that's awesome, like super incredible. So it's something to be celebrated. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, I think that's all from, from my side. So, Brilliant. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for coming over and listening to this podcast this week. We love having you over here. We always say that, but we honestly yeah, really mean it. Um, head on over to www.ncrealestate.co.uk where you can find every single little thing that we do. Remember that we offer property investment coaching. That's our thing, and we don't do it like everybody else does. We give you the skills, but we also do it on a one-to-one -one basis as well. So you get everything we teach given to you on, in a program and content material for however long you want to have it. We don't have any cutoff date with that. But then you also get us and the team where you can ask us questions and we're here for you at the end of the phone. Um, and we've been in it for a long time, like over seven years experience, hundreds of millions of pounds of property that we've dealt with. So if you want someone to feel that you can feel safe and secure with, come and have a chat to us. But everything is over at www.ncrealestate.co.uk. And remember, as I said at the beginning, if the live chat is on, that means we're there, so chat with us. Um, but apart from that, I think that's the, uh, that's the end of this week's podcast. I can't wait to catch up with you all next week. We love having your questions, so if you've got anything you want to ask us, email me, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk or email Lorenza, property at ncrealestate.co.uk. And that's all for us this week, I think. Yep. Um, so thanks for listening and I hope you guys got some great practical, um, practical advice. <laughs> yeah, I hope you did and we'll catch up with you again next week. Bye. Bye.